<laughs> Limited potential. <laughs> did you guys sing ethnic songs? We did not sing ethnic songs. What did you do? We, uh, so we, we took a bus. Okay. Were you not annoyed at some part, point with some of the people on the bus? You know what? People were okay at a certain point. So we got on the bus and it's, we left at just about one in the morning. We wanted to do the overnight. So I, I guess this is where everyone was kind of like, we want to get to the destination so we can party there. So you drove through the night. We drove through the night, but of course we got to stop at the border because we were going across into, um, the Sarnia border. I don't know where it goes to. Oh, I, I was gonna. Say, I was gonna ask if there was any fear of potential vampires or anything, but Sarnia. No, no. But we we did pass through uh, Flint, Michigan. I wasn't sure how the people are reacting to their water over there. They got vampires, probably. Flint's got vampires. Only reason why they're still alive because the normal human don't survive that water. It's like it, like they're like the the contaminated meat of vampires. Like you know, we have mad cow. Yeah. The the citizens of Michigan are. The equivalent of mad cow to vampires. <laughs> yeah, no. So we're traveling and it's, you know, we have to stop at the duty free. Everyone was kind of taking a nap before we got there, but we were there in no time because, you know, kind of half in and out of consciousness. So we get there and they decide, let's go inside and get booze for the trip. Like when we get to the location. For the record, you're making your bus sound like the roofie bus. Well, I, I don't you're know like what we was were, passed we, around. We were in and out of consciousness. We picked up some booze. I had some some of the guys on the team, they were eating chocolate bars, which I found out later were edible. So maybe that's why they were out. Stranger danger. I, I think they purposely did it. So it wasn't a roofie necessarily. I like drugs on a road trip. I, I never done them. Only just alcohol. You might say that road tripping is a drug in itself. We get going and I thought we we're going to, you know, be able to see. I knew it was going to be a little rowdy for like the first half an hour, but everyone decides, let's crack open our booze. And since we're on the other side, let's start the party now. So we got about maybe an hour of sleep, if that. And they decide, let's just start drinking and blaring music. Who cares about all the people who want to take a nap? Or, or you know, as much as you can on a bus. Okay. And it lasted for about an hour and a half. That's was cool. It, was, was it like a closed optional party? I mean, I think people wanted you to keep your clothes on. It, was, it wasn't, like, off the top. Oh, so it wasn't an ABC party, anything but clothes? No, no. Uh-huh. It was it was just drinking on a bus. What about your bus driver? Would, would he have, like, would you say he was more like a Miss Crabtree, or was he more like a uh, Chris Farley from Billy Madison? He wasn't angry. He didn't have the anger Chris Farley had. But no? he, he seemed like he wanted to party, but he had to drive. Answer me this. At any point, did your bagged lunches go missing uh, no 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 but but he uh when we stopped at duty free he bought himself a two for a bud oh he's a, he likes to party some red bull oh man and just a box of condoms and from, really no i didn't buy the oh. condoms but i was gonna say your bus driver sounds but, awesome but he had like the sweet like 80s leather jacket like exactly like if you were to see like a new york a movie set in like 80s new york he reminded me of like a guy that would be brought up in that era Hail to the bus driver, bus driver, bus driver. Hail to the bus driver, bus driver man. Are we doing a musical today? No, it's the We should totally do a musical episode. But let's just get back to it. So most of us pass out. I thought everyone, it's pretty quiet on the bus. And then you wake up sometime two, three hours later, the sun starts rising and all that. And then you found out a couple of the players on your team have just been quietly drinking, which... When someone's quietly drinking, you got to worry about them a little. That that's that quietly drinking is 
a, it's the quietest cry for help. Yeah, it sounds like they list alcohol as a dependent on their taxes. But if you're <laughs> quietly drinking with one other person, is is there a real problem there? I mean, you're never alone when you're with Christ. So he liked wine. He turned water into wine all the time. Exactly. And and he goes and they come up and everyone's like just waking up, kind of groggy, you know. And these guys are just got like the biggest smirks on their face, and they're like, "Yo, guys, this party the whole time." And they, and they have like a two four of a bud. They bought bud as well, and they're down to about four cans between the two of them. And they really went to town on it. Yeah, I would say drinking an entire case of alcohol that is going to town. And then sure enough, next morning, one guy somehow has energy. And he's still going. The other guy's like passed out in front of us, like his head's hitting the seat and all that stuff. And it basically started the party. Everyone wanted to be as happy as that guy. And then we all started drinking. And where where was the destination? Uh, Milwaukee. The, well, good, the good land. The good land. You're in a shop and you're feeling fine. Then someone comes and cuts the line. You should have done the Wade Boggs challenge. It sounds like you had a perfect opportunity and you missed it. If I only had you with me on this road trip. Mm. Uh, guys, what's the Wade Boggs challenge? Wade's Boggs challenge is very simple. Everyone who participates has to drink and you mark how many beers you have. Wade Boggs basically was known for going on cross-country flights and getting tanked. And still being able to perform. Yeah. But flights or drives? Flights. Cross-country. Holy shit, that's double in air. But yeah. the best part is the the way I'm, I'm assuming we learned both from the same place. It's yes. always sunny in Philadelphia. We saw yep. it on an episode. And they get their white t-shirts and just a Sharpie. So every beer they have, they mark on themselves. Mm. You know what's kind of amazing is that there was a time in world history, it's a very recent time, where yep. most people would say that if you got your information from Wikipedia, it, was uncre- it wasn't credible. Mm-hmm. You guys are now pulling fact from a network sitcom. You know, they got to do research, you'd think, right? I'm just saying. Like, Even if it like, isn't, it's, it's a challenge. Well, this is like an urban myth about Wade Boggs. It was that he was a big drinker and would go on these cross-country r- flights and would just get tanked. Like, he'd start drinking in the clubhouse before they left and would continue on the plane to when they got there. Some people, I guess, they can just handle their booze, but... You know, I know Wade Boggs would go on road trips for baseball, but why, why do regular people go on them? Good question. Well, like in my case, it was a soccer tournament, but usually when I go on a road trip, it's either to visit someone or just to get away from it all. Like if I'm going to go with my friends, it's probably just go and, you know, have a weekend or a week, just go somewhere on vacation, party with some friends. That, that's the reason why I go. Matt? There's something in joy. There's something... I find very fun about the road trip as opposed to flying. I feel like when you go on the road trip, you can hang out, you're together. There's a camaraderie towards it. All all the normal stuff you do is like amplified for some reason in a road trip. Yeah. Because it's a confined space. No, Well, think about it. We all went up up to the cottage with Ashton and 
we stopped at the McDonald's five minutes from our house where we can all meet up. And then we sat down at McDonald's, which we could do any day of the week. It's close by everywhere. But it felt like we were on the road already. Yeah, it was fun. There was something about it. And I feel like flying, if especially if you could drive to that place, flying is a bit of a hassle de- dealing with, you know, the check-in and all that jazz. Plus, you can't really, like, piss out a window on a flight. Bingo. Right. Is that what people do on it? Because, like, on road trips I've been on, people don't piss out the window. I'm going gonna, gonna, mean, to make a rule right now. Unwritten rules of road trips, don't piss out the window. Pull so, over. Pull over to the side. Those are, like, appropriate stops. Like, even if, if someone really has to go, there's a shoulder. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, I, it's fair. What about, wait, what about peeing in a bottle? There's a chance of spillage. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to give you guys a little a little scenario. So I recently had to pee into a standard 591 milliliter bottle, okay, uh, like of water. I was in a situation where I couldn't get to a washroom. You're talking like one of these water bottles, like the regular like a regular everyday you get it in a case of 24. Like that very thin top? The shitty plastic. But like it's very small at the top. Oh, well, I don't stick my no, I'm not saying you do, but it's just like... I aim. Like, I can understand maybe a Snapple bottle because it's a little Look, bit my, bigger of that opening. I'm going to I'm gonna just spell this out for you. My dick isn't small enough to fit into the head of a water bottle. No, I'm bottle. not saying, but there's less area for you to, you know, my, my be pee perfect hole, about. My pee hole is about the circumference of one of them. Okay. He, he positions her, his urethra <laughs> to match up with the water bottle opening. Anyway, on a standard, I have to pee pee. Mm-hmm. I filled three water bottles. Is that how much? Yeah, and there was a little bit of spillage and drippage. So anybody thinking that they can pull a Lloyd Christmas on a road trip and just piss into like six different beer bottles, it can't happen without consequence. Yeah, because you can't stop mid-piss. Oh, you can, but it fucking hurts. Oh, I could imagine it would be excruciatingly painful. It felt like somebody shot a nail into my pee hole with a nail gun. Damn, that is, I don't even want to. Think about that. But how is it acceptable for people to even think that? Because if you go to the washroom, you have to wash your hands when you're done. Let alone if you have to like maneuver into a bottle list. Then now you're touching all sorts of stuff. And then you have to touch the handle to get out of the car. Speaking of touching handles with dirty pee hands, who drives for you on the road trip? Is it the car owner? Is it one of the other schlubs? I think it depends on the length of the road trip. So you're saying there's, there's based on length, there's... Well, yeah, well, when I went to Halifax with uh, Marty and our friend Joe, we, it was way too long of a car ride. It was like an 18 to 20 hour drive. Hmm. Like how it's not fair for the driver to do that all. What if they're like one of those people who really likes driving? Well, you're welcome to. The, the person who owns the car makes that decision. So basically like the owner determines if there's going to be a rotation or not? Absolutely, yes. Okay, how about you, how about you Matt? Uh, I'm with them. I mean, last time we all went to Muskoka, I had Luca drive up that evening because my eyes aren't the greatest and I don't have glasses. So for safety purposes, I said, Luca, get behind the wheel so we can arrive alive. And I'm the guy who likes to drive, so it works out. Exactly. For the record, might want to get those glasses because the daytime drive was just as scary as you predicted (laughs) the nighttime drive would have been. I don't know if you're joking or not. No, I'm not. I'm being dead serious. I was terrified the whole car. And there's a guy crazily screaming at you from another car. I don't, I don't know what you did because it didn't feel like you did anything wrong. No, I thought I was fine the whole, the road. I didn't think I did anything wrong. There's a point where you decided let's, it's kind of like you're skating through a slalom, but you're going from like the left part of the lane to the right part. You did like a little slalom. Really? One of my other little, just I'm going to throw this out there for you. Don't treat your passengers like meat. 
You, you literally turned up the air conditioning yes. to a point that was borderlining on the freezing point I, I got to, of water. I've got to defend Matt on that because as a driver, you're the most important person because you have to stay conscious. And if you're like when I go on road trips to my family and I get tired, it's because a lot of times the heat, the sun and the heat will get me to fall asleep. See, I there's like scientific evidence that proves cold is more likely to make you fall mm-hmm. asleep. It does. Not for, for me. me. It's for one. Me. Of, it's one of the things that they, they, they ward people off of when they climb mountains. They say you got to stay warm at all costs because being cold makes you want to sleep. Well, that's a different level of cold. Not in Matt's car. Well, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I typically am warm most of the time. So I like the cold. I need to be cold because mm-hmm. I always find myself hot. Matt, getting in Matt, Matt's car is like acclimatizing to stage three of Everest. Yeah, pretty you much. You literally are cold the entire time. Look, you have an option. The driver is the most important. If, if you're a passenger, bring a sweater. If you're scared of the of the cold, bring a sweater. That's easier to do. So so maybe a good little golden rule there, or an, sorry, an unwritten rule is know thy driver. That's a, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is that is very important. Yeah, because they may be pumping pumping gangster rap and the AC. And yeah, you got to be ready to we take had a bit of both. Sense. We had a bit of both. We did. We did. So I think the rule we found here for us is never let Matt drive on a road trip. I can I can dig that. He can drive to the gas station. I mean, there's room. There's room for growth. I think. I think. I, I don't want to make it an unwritten rule. I think you can change. Like if you have a friend named Matt, they're not all like this Matt. No, no, not all Matts are uh, insensitive drivers. <laughs> um, why a car though? Like, I mean, is there something? I, I know we were talking about maybe why go on a road trip. I think a really good sort of reason is because it's a bonding experience. But is there something that like the car setting lends to that? Is it like maybe taking in the smells of your friends? Yeah, it always comes back to being able to tell a good story. I feel like every road trip, there's always a funny moment or a good story that comes from it. There's good banter along with it mm-hmm. as well that you lose on an airplane. Yeah, because you can't really talk on an airplane. No. And you know what? It The road trip is like the last thing we still have this kind of old school in a sense. Because now right. we're just, we don't even call each other. We text each other and it's usually a group text. So when you're together, you're, a lot of times you'll be like watching something. You're not really talking. You have nothing else to do in a car but talk. You know, that is a great point that I never thought about or even put into perspective that the road trip is still that last thing we hold on to that is still very true, honest, where it's just us together. It's like a pastime, but it's not like the good old American pastime like baseball. It's like everyone's pastime. All around the world, it's a universal pastime. It's like a rite of passage for them. I feel for the middle class. Like you really never hear of rich people pulling off road trips unless it's like deep into their retirement. Yeah. They have like the greatest RV you could possibly mm-hmm. have on. It's literally a home that drives or I'm saying in terms of being like, I guess the way we all grew up, we grew up suburban middle. I don't want to see middle America. We're in Canada, but yeah. we grew up middle class. Mm-hmm. I feel like road trip, a road trip is kind of like a rite of passage. You do your first one with your family mm-hmm. and then you hit that age where everybody gets their license. And then suddenly the road is, your canvas well, it's like paint. a rite of passage into being an adult yeah maybe. you know you're you're living at home you're you know just got your license with your friends maybe you're just finishing high school let's all take a road trip somewhere we all did that when we, when we yeah but you know what that's like a in canada or at least if you're on t- in ontario uh at 19 you can't drink or smoke so at 18 everybody does that march break trip to montreal because the the limit's 18 there mm-hmm. 18 years of age and you can pretty much do whatever you want and that's legal like you can't like kill people or but it's steal it's stuff. it's it's a little bit of a scary test because 
specifically like Quebec and Ontario's driving or road laws are slightly different. Can't make right turns on on rights. Oh, I have not got uh, a ticket for that yet, but it's no. It's it's the one that a lot of people get right out the gate. Wait, you can't make a right on a red in Quebec? No, it's like it's fully illegal, but mm, interesting. Maybe if you had a passenger, somebody pointing those things out to you, mm-hmm. who maybe did a little research about the place you're going, maybe you wouldn't get that ticket. Do do does the guy riding shotgun? Actually, wh- where does that come from? Shotgun. So shotgun, yeah, we looked this up because we prepare for our podcast. Yes. Um, basically, back in the day, the shotgun term was originated from the fact that the driver, the driver would have someone sitting beside him, protecting him back okay. in transport with gold or anything like that, and he would have a shotgun to fend off any possible attacks. So the whole so idea like of the, the shotgun, Wild West. Exactly. It wasn't like the laws were set in stone. You can basically rob people at will. Yep. So the unwritten rule of riding shotgun is you have to be okay with killing. No, no, Frank. No, that's that's where it came from. That's not the rule. I think I think it's I think it's pretty much what you're saying. The definition is I think you're allowed to defend if like a situation came up, you're allowed to defend, but don't act be proactive and uh, take the first shot. Like clotheslining people as as the driver drives, or slapping someone's ass on a bike next to you. That's never happened when we've been in a car. That was a rite of passage. It's the first time your hand touches that smooth, smooth <laughs> latex at at a, an appropriate speed to not kill both your yourself and the person riding the bike. I it guess changes a man. The inside story is a friend in high school thought it would be funny. They see a biker on the side of the road. Let's give him a little, uh, little, little butt, little butt tap, a little butt tap. Let's just say he wasn't uh, appreciative of that. Now we're talking. We're not talking like going by at high speeds. We're talking like you pull up slowly, and you give it a little, yeah. like you know that you, you know that you know that pat that your coach in baseball gives you, where they yeah. just kind of hit the rumpus. Yeah, yeah. Just, go, go in there, get her done, son. It's a pat. It's a pat more than a slap. Mm-hmm. It's like an encouragement pat, but it, don't do it. Don't do it. It wasn't uh, the right move when you look back on it. Speaking of padded asses, what about the people in the back seat? The people who are literally just getting like seat ass. Their only role is to not complain and enjoy the ride because they get to relax, do whatever they want. Yeah. So, I mean, if they're on their phone and they find a funny story, tell the story. You know, you're there for the banter. I got a great unwritten rule for the people in the back. Don't be a backseat driver. No one likes a backseat driver. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know what? I, I got to say I'm guilty of that sometimes. Yeah, I know. Well, the thing is, I take pride in my driving and I see what some people do sometimes. And it's like, you're not even trying. I feel like this this podcast is moving towards an airing of grievances with like subtle backhanded well, rules. That's, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, we're just basically ripping each other with uh, with topics. I know, I know Mr. Uh, Park here. Don't reverse in. You, lo- you love the reverse in. I reverse in all the time. Mister, you love parallel parking too. Yeah. You want to know why it's good to reverse in? Because you're going to reverse out anyways. Might as well reverse on your way in. So on your way out, it's easier. So you like to you like to do the pull out. You got to pull out. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. And what about the driver? What is the role and responsibility of the driver? Yeah. Like what? I guess I think first and foremost, I'm going to put this one out there. Make sure everybody gets there alive. A hundred percent. Make sure you're rested. If you're not, make sure you're caffeinated up. Yeah, I think that's the unwritten rule for the driver. Your only job is to make sure we all arrive alive. And and as as the driver, do they have complete authority over everything happening in well, the car? If they own the vehicle, a hundred percent. I believe when it comes to 
things that happen in the vehicle, it should be on the owner of the vehicle. But the driver, if they're not the owner, get their number two. See, I don't know. I think I think if you're in control of the vehicle mm-hmm. and its movement, you're essentially in control of all the lives in the car. And I, like, I'll give you an example. Let's say I'm driving and I'm driving your car mm-hmm. and I got the AC turned to a normal human amount, like a 72 Fahrenheit. Okay. Okay. If suddenly Matt in the back seat's like I need it to be a little colder and I don't want to mess with the, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll say the... The dials okay. on the on the, the temperature control. The temperature control. I think that I have the right as driver to say, Matt, you're going to suffer back there, at least for my leg of the drive. You know, yes, keeping the driver the driver comfort is is the most important thing. Um, but when it comes to like things like you know any like can you bring certain things in the car this and that that's on the owner of the car. But when you're actually for anything that involves operation of the vehicle, yes, that's up to the driver. What I'm taking from this is it sounds like the driver is the interim president and the owner will basically be president taking a sabbatical, kind of like vice president stepping in because you're the one operating the machine. It's all on you. You're responsible solely. If it's too hot and your hands get too sweaty and suddenly you can't make that sharp right and you guys go over a cliff. Yeah, no, that's I agree. The driver is the most important person to take care of. But when it mm-hmm. comes to decisions about the vehicle, climate is one thing about the about the driver. That's more directed. But anything that particularly could affect the vehicle is on the owner. I got a weird one for you guys because we we really didn't like we didn't discuss this pre prehand, and I just it sort of popped into my head now, and I want to put it out there. Room permitting in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about picking up hitchhikers? Ooh, good question. Do you spice up your road adventure with that, or do you do you take the safe route and just, just leave them stranded? As as a driver, and you want to make sure ensure safety, I, I say you leave them stranded. Matt? Yeah, I think I'm the leave them stranded, but I do really want to experience picking there's up. There's something a, there, a that, yeah. That is, there's something attractive yeah. about this scenario. Just to see what happens, and I always think back to Jay and Silent Bob in the movie, with George Carlin being a hitchhiker, and he's telling him you got to go down on them. Yeah. It's the unwritten rule of the road. I can't imagine. A, I can't imagine a person I would want to take oral pleasuring from less. Than someone who has to travel the country by way of sticking their hand out <laughs> and thumbing down cars. I don't know. I, I can't really... imagine that person's mouth being sanitary in the least. No, it wouldn't be. But I just, I really want to experience picking up a hitchhiker. There's something, yeah, I hear what you're saying. And I feel bad for the people sitting in the back seat that has to befriend the hitchhiker. So, your clothes are real dirty. <laughs> Well, that's another rule, I think. If you have a four, a five-seater car, four people max. Especially if, if you're going with your friends, though. This is if you're going with your friends. I think that's good. Go one less seat than the, the maximum capacity. Unless it's like... Well, it depends on the road trip, though. What, what do we define as, like, if it's an hour long? I think... Okay, look. If, if you're going... We, we didn't even do that. Okay, so the standards for the road trip, as Matt was talking about earlier, are that it's a collection of people that get into a vehicle for the road and go on a long distance journey. Now what defines a long distance journey? We came to the conclusion that we think a good unwritten rule for being able to label your journey as a road trip Mm -hmm. is at least a hundred miles 
100 miles or kilometers? I'd say miles. Yeah. Because uh, 100 kilometers is like, it's, it's, it's literally an hour of driving. Well, it depends on the roads you have to take. I think, I think 100 kilometers minimum, but it has to be an hour and a half of driving. I mean, we, like, we could get into the semantics over, you know, what constitutes the full hour mm-hmm. or – because, I mean, if you get stuck in traffic, you know, full yeah. hour might be, you know, you move three kilometers. Full speed, hour and a half driving. I think I think essentially a road trip is somewhere that is about an hour to an hour and a half away with no traffic. Well, Min- minimum. 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 Yeah, minimum. Like on a perfect day, nobody on the road, it would still take you an hour to get there. But is it really a road trip for an hour though? That's the one thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you if, if you have enough time to like, okay, like if, wait, no, I got it. I figured it out. This is the unwritten rule of if your journey in the car with your friends is a road trip. Do you have to fill up gas at least once on the way there and back? If you I have, if you have okay. to put gas in your car at least once, barring it's not a diesel okay, engine that say, that gets you like a thousand kilometers. I almost got to Montreal and back on one tank. Oh yeah. my, here we go. Diesel go. How, yeah, I have many, no power. That's how, the only thing I could brag about is my fuel economy. How many, you brought it up. What do you want me to talk? How about? How many people have to die for your diesel fuel efficiency? None. I feel like a lot more. It's a, that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> you environmental monster. Um, what about mapping a journey? Like, I mean, do you just go with Google? What if you don't get reception? Do you, do you go with the old school, you know, like the way your parents used to pull out that big map? And I think it's the- always good to have in your car, but nowadays you shouldn't, you shouldn't really have to pull it out. You should download your map offline before you go or have some way of having it offline. I was just going to say being that Google is smart and you can download maps offline now. You should definitely download at least the area you're not familiar with. Or if offline. you have like a, one of those like stationary GPSs that have mm-hmm. the maps already installed, that's a good thing to have. I'm a yeah. sucker for the old school map. I like seeing the person in the passenger f- like fumble around with it. <laughs> it's just upside down. Folding it, having the pencil, tracking where they've been. And they got they have, that little magnifying glass. It's part of their Swiss Army knife. They have that clueless look because they don't really know where they are on the map and they're trying to figure out where they screwed up, but they're trying to hide it. <laughs> like they yeah, don't, they don't want the driver to worry. Yeah. They don't know what the fuck a grid system is. <laughs> um, stops. Stops along the way. That's. I think that's a very important part of it. Now, these are these are pit stops Mm -hmm. right we're gonna just label it as we're talking like service stations where you get your gas your food maybe a souvenir or you know snacks for the road that's more of chips that's part of the road trip right you have to have a stop where you actually have to be you know you will get hungry at some point Mm -hmm. you will need the washroom at some point if it's an hour away i don't think it's a road trip because you don't have to stop for any of that what about what about if somebody in the car stops too much we're not talking like a bladder infection or so as barring like no no actual pre-existing medical condition it just they yeah just they just want to stop they don't care about getting they just need time. to like stretch their legs every two hours is that like a fair thing what's what's the good unwritten rule for amount of stoppages who who is the person stopping if it's the driver and he needs the break to re- you know stretch his legs fine We'll say we'll it. say on a on a on a trip of anywhere from 15 to 24 hours of driving mm-hmm. okay so a longer a longer stretch when you should stop how many times are you allowed to stop or how often i think i think you got to go with two to three hours i think you should be able to push three 
Three yeah. hours is good. Minimum four three. would be perfect. Yeah. Because then it's like four. You don't want to stop like 18 times on your way there, right? Yeah, I know. Because every time you stop, you lose time at the place you're trying to get to. If you make a quick stop, you were minimum 15 minutes. Just like enough for an HJ in the washroom? Yeah, pretty well, much. Whatever you need to do. A ZJ if you can afford it. Play like the uh, the card game for uh, for for sexually transmitted disease. Your yep. Sexually transmitted disease checklist on the road. I I'm unaware of this. Game. If you don't have herpes by the time you get to wherever you're going, you lost. Yeah, you're not doing it right. Uh, I don't know what kind of games you guys play on road trips. The but... fun ones. Okay. Well, one of the funnest things that happens on road trips is detours. At least I think so. Uh, barring that it's not like you know a, a highway collapsed and you got a detour like four hours out of your way, but yeah, I'm talking like. Somebody finds out online that maybe, you know, two or three miles down this road is the world's biggest ball of yarn. Well, perfect example. Uh, when I went to Halifax to visit a friend, we were going to stop for the night about 15 minutes away from Quebec City. Okay. I've been I've been to Quebec City in like almost 20 years ago, and I, I have, you know, very faint memory of it, but I remember it being beautiful. I heard it great. I even still hear from people how nice the city is. So I... I suggest let's stop, let's stop in Quebec City for the night, and we'll wake up in the morning, get a nice breakfast, some crepes, some crepes, of course. And I was down, our buddy Marty was down, but Joe, I guess I don't know if it's because he watches too much Seinfeld. He is the typical George Costanza and is worried about making time. Oh my god, (laughs) making time! When you're already out on a road trip that's going to take eighteen to twenty hours, I think you're allowed to stop for that extra fifteen minutes. Absolutely, the. Road trip is essentially part of the trip itself and being there. It is all encompassing. That's part of the vacation. Yeah, you want to make the most of it. If you have a chance to stop and see the biggest ball of yarn, like Frank had mentioned, you go for it. I think making time should be reserved for your best girl. Mm -hmm. Explain. That's it's colloquialism from the 1950s. Okay. When you were when you're going to make out with your girlfriend, you'd say I'm making time with her. Oh, good to know. To all you young listeners. Yeah. That's Frank's. To anybody who's about to hop in a time machine and go back to the nineteen fifties, you can use that one. It's on me. No, but but when you're when you're gonna take a detour though, see in our situation, two out of the three people said they wanted to stop. Ooh. So what's the rule there? I thought I I would say go to a vote. Go to a vote. Oh can, can we all yeah. agree on that? Yeah. Wait, what what if you have an even number of people in the car though? Who who's the tie break? Is it the driver? It's gotta be the driver. Or car owner? Ooh, if, if it's the mileage, that's you know what I think it has to go to the car owner because ultimately you're putting the wear on their car. Car owner it is, but I think an unwritten rule here, and I just want to say this and agree or not, but when going on a road trip, know the people you're going with and be ready for an adventure. An unwritten rule is know your know the people. It depends on the trip. If you're going on an obligatory trip, like you have to go to a funeral that's really far away you really may not be able to determine who comes in the car with you. I don't feel like that's like Good an point. actual road trip. So I'm thinking when I'm thinking road trip, it's a place I want to go with the people I want to be with. Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. So, and I guess my, my rule of the road would be you're there to have fun. That is part of your trip. Make the road trip part of your trip. Yeah. Don't make just the destination your trip. It's, it's all about the journey, not the destination. It's about both when in this scenario, but enjoy the road trip. I like that. It's the philosophy there. I was going to go with Cool Running's Peace Be the Journey, but yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, I, I was wondering the, when Frank's going to throw in another cliche. Peace Be the Journey. Okay. Um, what about music? Music makes a good time. And, you know, not 
I'll give you I'll give you a little example. I know I've been harping on Matt, but Matt Matt likes to introduce me to new music. He's, he's what keeps me young mm-hmm. at heart, and uh, he's he's hip to what's going on on the streets. I try. I Nobody try. could see my quote unquote air quotes there, but uh, the, only, the only thing hip about me is my bum one. But the uh, the, the the one thing about Matt's trip yep. that I I found informative was being introduced to some of the new music that he's been listening to. Some of the stuff that he'd been trying to shove down my throat for the last six oh, yeah, months. He does that, not let go of what he wants you to listen to. To be fair, I'm not the only one who's recommending said artist to you. Who? Who was it? Kendrick Lamar. Okay. I've listened to all the music. He's got one good album. And what did I recommend fair on enough. the whole trip on the way up? The new Harry Styles album, which you didn't play. Which I now can't stop listening to. It's so, it's, you, if you don't like pop music and you're like, I'm not going to listen to it because it's, it's pop. It's like a boy band. Listen to it because no, it's not. We did play it. Sabrina put it on. Well, she made you put on like two songs and you changed it to like Kill Switch. Or and, and, and Matt's, no, Matt's like response. Sh- okay. I like the shuffle route. On you my, like my to Spotify. not listen to a full song route. That too. But I like the shuffle route. Matt's response to, to anybody asking for the Harry Styles album was to crank the AC and just put us to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, essentially, that's what I was going but, for. But I guess going back to the roles, that is the driver gets to choose majority of it, and the person riding shotgun is the one who controls the. They race. execute the wishes. They execute, of, yes. Okay. Yeah, and I think, for, like especially for me, I listen to a wide variety of genres, and I can say that confidently. I was trying to avoid playing any metal songs because I know you guys aren't a big fan of any you of the streaming. You tried to avoid it? Yeah. Most of the songs that came on, I skipped. I think I only left one song on for the chorus and then Frank, I can we have it. a consensus? Because I feel like this is misinformation. Right yeah. Now. And I, I, feel like, I feel like it's a terrible read on your friends because me and both me and Luca both listen to metal. Well, not, not the not metal, metal I listen yeah, to. Yeah. But what you listen to isn't metal. I listen yeah. to the screaming stuff. You it, guys like the Metallica it's like if, if like a robot that's really into EDM had sex with heavy metal and then found the most annoying voice it could find to sing over top of it. That's what Matt listens to. That's what he defines as heavy metal. It's probably better than we're making it seem, but yeah, it sounds about right right now. Car games. Besides, you know, trying to freeze your passengers to death. What uh, <laughs> what, what other car games could you possibly play on a road trip? And what like. One of the big ones growing up for us was we called it punch buggy. Okay. It's when you see a VW, the, like the bug. The bug, yes. The yeah. bug go by. Some people, Matt, you think you called it yellow? Well, there was the punch buggy and then there was the yellow car one where if you see a yellow car, you punch the passenger or driver or whoever's in the car with and you. And then there's another game where if you saw like a station wagon with a wooden, uh, I mean, this is just a Canada thing, but. You have to give somebody an erection? No, that is not what happened. <laughs> if you saw wood on this, a wood panel on the side of a station wagon, you'd punch them and say, what was the term they called it? A, um, you guys got punchback. Punch was it a punchback? Something like that. Blowjob. You threw me off with uh, giving a guy a hand job when you uh, when you see a car with a wooden panel. On. <laughs> well, I mean, it's wood. I got wood. But anyways, it seems like all the games we grew up playing involved <laughs> punching people. Okay, so I mean, I, I can tell you when when we were growing up, horsing around in the car was like a one way ticket to a getting a beating when you got home and. B, being told that wherever you were going, that destination was no longer going to happen. We were going to turn that car right the hell back around and go home. You know what's funny? For your beating. Looking back on that threat, now that I'm older, it's such an empty threat. There's no way you're halfway there. You're literally going to, your dad would turn the car around and oh, drive like, Especially back. on like a drive, like a 24-hour drive to Florida. Yeah. The last thing he wants to do is drive back to the place that's cold <laughs> that he was trying to avoid. 
He just wants to get there, probably have his cigar, have some scotch, and enjoy the the weekend while you you're off doing stuff with your mom. I feel like I feel like in that scenario, it's a great opportunity to drop your first "fuck you, dad." <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're, I mean, I'll turn this damn car right back around. Hey, dad, how about this? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, I will say though, for games in the car, avoid ones with punching. So what is there like I tried playing cards once and that didn't work once you hit the brakes. Maybe clever license plate like coming up with like the license plates the abbreviation for it. That would be funny. Some sort of a fucking nerd coming what? up with like a like acronym games based on people's license yeah, plates. Yeah, like you know, what keep... do the license plates mean? It's not that bad. Mm. I'm going to I'm going to go hard no and just say card game card games are lame. I think they're lame. Yeah. I, I think th- unless you're unless you're playing an actual like trivia game or something that like literally requires almost zero effort other than like your basic knowledge so you're saying i spy is still cool as an adult or no 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 no. okay okay no i spy because you're moving right that's kind of tough you can't go i spy that brown a brown thing and they have to look out the window and you pass it you're driving through the desert yeah i I spy i I spy brown was it that granule of sand no no it's one right next to it (laughs) yeah yeah sorry about that I like the trivia one. I never thought about that. Oh, yeah. Trivia is great. Trivia works anywhere. Trivia is the greatest thing ever. I mean, there's always, you can always pass the time by eating something or. Are you allowed to eat in the car? It depends on the driver. Yeah. In Matt's car, it was already filthy. So, like, I didn't mind adding some stains to it. I felt like it was cleaner (laughs) after (laughs) eating and making a mess in the back. I can't even be offended at that because my car is usually a little dirty so yeah, yeah. You, you'll come pick me up so yeah jump on in but move these 18 plastic bottles from the seat also with like something like smoking cigarettes or other things uh in matt's car you don't even have to ash out the window <laughs> <laughs> that's another you know what smoking that's a big one he's like just just ash into my girlfriend's hands <laughs> but but smoking seriously a lot of people i smoke you smoke in the car that's your car, right? I, I smoke as a driver and a passenger, and I will refuse to take somebody in my car who can't handle the smell of smoke. You can't put me in a car for anything more than 45 minutes and not expect me to smoke in it. See, I was impressed with you because my big thing is if I'm going on a road trip and it's my car and I have people that smoke, you know what? I'm not going to make you uncomfortable. You're I fully allow the smoking. I'd endorse it on the car ride because well, no one wants him to be fiending and being a dick while on the trip. Yeah, you don't starve a caged animal. Yeah, exactly. And you, you went pretty. You were pretty good. You didn't go the. I'll be honest. I felt bad because on the way up, Sabrina was sitting next to me. It was already cold in the car, and I just had this like you know you get like little visions in your head of the worst case scenario. My worst case scenario was that I would f- try to flick my cigarette out the car. It would like fly back and light her hair on fire. <laughs> and you don't want to start the weekend like that. That's not a great start, but I still think smoking is complete. It's not up to the driver necessarily. Actually, I think if you're on a road trip and you all agree, I think if one person doesn't like smoking in the car, I, I think, think you got to obey the per- the one. If, if, if everyone's cool with it, fine. But if one person doesn't like it, I think especially it also, the driver, the driver is number one. I think it also depends on the car because if you're in a like a, a convertible and you're sitting in the back seat, there's no way that smoke is hitting you in the front seat. No, but if it's but at that point, I think it's the driver of the car's uh, call because you still will get ashes on other places. Like you might get ashes in the seats, you might get it on the car. I think it's the car paint. owner though. I think that goes to car. Yeah, owner. car owner. Yeah, yeah. the, the okay, owner of the car sorry, when it's yeah. a convertible. But when it comes to being inside a car, 
if one person disagrees, you can't do it. So we'll just say the unwritten rule for consumption in a car is it's at the discretion of the owner of the vehicle. Smoking? No. I don't agree with that for smoking. I, well, I, I think, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think you're wrong. Yeah, I'm with Frank here. I think it's a car owner. Yeah, I mean. So if, if let's just say, you know, let's say three of us and Ashton get in a car. We fuck, all know Ashton doesn't his week like lung, his weak lungs. What if they have some sort of medical thing too? Okay, now you're talking about technicalities. All right, somebody, still, if somebody, okay, it was like if somebody has a peanut allergy, I'm not going to eat peanuts in the car with them. Okay, but still, I think smoking is one of those them. things that, look, some people believe in it more than others about some sort of getting sick from it. So if someone says no, I think no one should. You know, what? that's my stance on o- it. Oddly enough, I was thinking about the peanuts thing the other day. Okay. When you go to Major League Baseball parks, they still serve peanuts. Yeah, of course. It's Any like, open big venue, they they serve peanuts. Is Major League Baseball against the peanut allergy community? No, it's just if they can't, they're not going to stop serving something that is iconic and goes hand in hand with baseball due to people having peanut allergies. If you have a peanut allergy, just don't eat the peanut and you should be good for the most case. Come on. The last time I had peanuts, I know this is completely, we've yeah, de- yeah. we've detoured. But um, it's pretty much impossible to eat peanuts, especially when they're in the shell without peanut mist floating everywhere. Like the dust. The or, dust, yeah. the peanut dust. Yeah. Like, you know, when your nuts get kind of dusty? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they're usually too dry. Yeah. Because they, they've I, been rolled around in the other peanut dust. And, yeah, because they're like grinding on each other and stuff. You know, I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, grinding all up on each other. I'm not talking about nuts. Okay, are we going to move on to the next stuff? Grind up on your nuts. <laughs> all right. Uh, unforeseen circumstances. What if something happens along the way and you got to leave? Like you now. have to you have to turn back or like we'll say the driver, the primary driver, maybe slash owner of the vehicle. Something comes up and you got to turn around. What's the rule? Does that person get out the car, get it on a plane and go back and everybody else keeps the drive going? That's a tough one. That's a that's a. Because if he's got to get back, he's got to get back. If the driver's cool with you taking their car, I think you got to drive to the nearest airport, let them fly back. Yeah, I think that's the big rule here is if you're on a road trip that involves you could fly to as another means of transportation, but you chose to drive, car owner should leave the car and not leave his buddy stranded while they drop him off at the airport. I think that's only fair. Yeah, or or if they're you know of some sort of means that they can afford to fly the other. Let's say that person needs the vehicle when they get back. Maybe you well, know. that vehicle's got to get back one way or another. No, what I'm saying is, what if they have to get back with the vehicle? What if there's something to do with the vehicle? Oh, like there was a like that. Let's like say they have to drive down their, on the road. Let's say they have to drive like kids or something. Oh or, shit, that's a good. That's another good question. Car breaks down on the road. Who pays for it? Is it, is it on the person driving? Does everybody Depends chip on what in? it is. Okay, I think I think that the guys should chip in a bit to at least alleviate some of it. But if it's something that was going to go for, you know, because of due to lack of maintenance, like let's say your, you know, your ball joint breaks, I don't think the people in the car should be on the hook for that. Because that's what I would do if my car is about to break down on something. If if we had to split it, I would bring along a few friends and let it crash on me. You'd wonder why I'm hitting yeah. all the potholes and everything. <laughs> get some of our get some of our heavier set friends. Oh yeah, get you right in the right in that wheel that's uh, making a squeaking noise right now. <laughs> that would be such. A <laughs> We're transporting all this gold across country. Make sure you put it on the right side of the car. Now, if it's a breakdown due to the road trip, I think the driver should at the most pay their fair share of it, like a quarter of it. Let's say it's four of you. 
And if I think the three other guys should step up and be like, no, we're going to cover it all. Because if we didn't take your vehicle, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> it depends on what the situation is. If it was, if it happens because you took the vehicle on the road, then everyone pitches in. But if it's something that, like you said, it was maintenance on the car and it was going to happen sooner or later, like he doesn't get an oil change for quite some time because he's neglectful yeah, and, yeah. and a lazy prick. And yeah. I, I, you know what? There is one important thing we don't have written on the board. I know we're supposed to keep moving, but gas. Oh. Who pays for the fuel? Okay. If it's, this is my thing. If you got four people in a car, we'll just we'll keep we'll keep the numbers nice and rounded yeah. and even. Four people in a car, you split it four ways if there's a fill up. If you know that you're going a long enough distance that everybody will will be able to pay for one fill up, mm-hmm. everybody just takes one fill up. Now, I think that the driver shouldn't pay. I know I, I know Matt paid for his fuel on the trip last oh, time. Shit. Yeah. Um, I offered and Matt was rejectful. I rejected it. I guess I, I think I drove the last time as well and I didn't take fuel. So I think we kind of have that thing between us. In See, all fairness- I tried to pay for you. You didn't let me. So when you tried to pay, I didn't let you, but I don't care. Like, yeah, I don't I, it's my car. I'll fill it up. Don't worry. But I'm I, bringing you guys along. It's all for the fun. The passengers should definitely try to pay for it. Almost force it. Yeah. Yeah. Like Frank threw me $20 after I rejected it quite a few times I, I treated him like a lady of ill repute <laughs> yeah so, yeah i agree because that's that is the most important thing i think it's just like take it get out of my bed yeah you you all pitch uh okay well let's assume that everything's gone good no detours no, no detours or no, no unforeseen circumstances no unforeseen circumstances we arrive at the destination okay great time and wherever the hell we went we'll say a cottage and we decide we're leaving on this day. That gives us ample time to get back. Do you leave at the beginning of that day? If like I'm saying, like you'd have ample time to get back if you left in the morning, afternoon, or evening. Okay, you could make it home for the next day. You mean that if you, you could even leave? I guess the cottage. Let's use that as an example. Two and a half hours away. Is it on the driver? Does the driver get to determine when we person's car? I think that's a vote, a voting issue. But I mean, like because. That's part of the. Tr- that's nothing to do with actually drive, unless they're like like let's say Matt had to drive, and Matt said his vision at night isn't the best. You want to get it's, back during the day. It's whoever's driving. If there's like any specific reason, like good reason, you got to listen to the driver. But when it comes to you guys deciding between all of you, a group vote. Matt, we left in the morning when we left the cottage. What yeah. was what was your reasoning behind I'm, it? I'm an anxious person, so knowing that I had to go and do this drive was just eating away at me and I couldn't relax and enjoy myself knowing I had to go tackle this two hour drive plus being on a long weekend with traffic. I just wanted to get it over and done with get up, get ready so we can be home and just spend the rest of the day relaxing before work kicks in Monday. Like I was I'm just hearing us right now and it's like, we are the, we are the biggest first world bitches. Oh yeah. I don't think my God, I hate, I hate having to beat that cottage country (laughs) traffic. Oh, what a, what a, why don't we have flying cars yet? Yeah, if we could, we would. If we could, we would. But we I probably was... could, but it just cause a whole lot of issues with other things. Keep telling yourself that, George Jetson. <laughs> no, but but for me, I think it depends on the time you spent there. Let's say you got there. Let's say we, we got up late Saturday, or we got up sometime Saturday, but we have to leave Sunday. I'm not going to leave early on that Sunday. You know what I mean? I want to spend a little more time. Okay, so in terms of when we went, we flipped the script. You drove up. 
Matt drove back. Mm-hmm. There's real no prep work in that. But I would assume on a bigger trip, a bigger return, like a return journey home. Do you plan it out? Like, I mean, yes. do you maybe take an oh, alternate? Yeah. Like, let's say you were doing a cross country. You were going from the East Coast to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And there's a million stops along the way. And you took Route 1. Is there a secondary route that you can now take? There should be. There should definitely be a secondary route. There should You should map it out always. What do you think? I think I think you have to offer a little variance. I think offering anybody the chance to potentially change things up or see new things along the way. I mean, you might be missing a whole other subculture of food mm-hmm. or you know weird one-offs like beignets. Like if you could have gone back the route of Louisiana. I mean, maybe you go through Nashville and you eat a bunch of like really good barbecue, then you come back from the West Coast, and you take this more southern route, you mm-hmm. add a little time to your drive, but you get to have beignets and crawdads in Louisiana. It depends, I guess, on how many times you've been to this place. If it's your first time going and if it's a long journey, if you're never going to see these places probably again. If this is a trip you're going to do all the time, maybe you can plan out future routes in a, another way. But if it's something like when I went to Halifax, which is going to happen probably once, maybe twice in my life, make, make an effort to, to see more things. Yeah, I agree. You know what I think is a really good way to plan a trip now in terms of a road, like any sort of like big road trip? Go by the You Gotta Eat Here show. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, man. Like some of the places, they just have like the craziest looking food. And I think if I was going to do like a cross country thing, I would plan it so that all my meals are built around going to those places. It's a good point. It's like that burger place we pass every time we come back from the Wimpy's. cottage. It's, was it, is, Wimpy's. Is it or Wimpy's? Some, yeah, it's something or is like that. the that. one in Toronto? No, that's Toronto. But there's that burger place along Muskoka. Everyone says you have to eat there. And I've passed it every time, and I regret it every single time. <laughs> it's not that good, actually, to be honest with you. I, I, I wouldn't know. It's me, a hamburger. The best hamburger you can have is only so marginally better than... That's true. Like it's like pizza. Actually, no pizza. There's huge variants. I'm not. We're not going to well, get into well, this for stops. I'm going to say on that's planning your your way back. Don't stop at a place where it's like you got to eat like the just you know eat at this place whatever from those shows. Don't stop at like the spiciest wing place or like the biggest <laughs> burrito place. You don't want that on the way back. Yeah, you don't. You don't want your mementos of the trip to be, you know that that moment where you had to shit out a window. Yeah, cause, although it will make for an interesting story in the future. And and an interesting arrest sheet. That, I mean, that's all life really is. It's just a collection of things you do to be able to tell good stories. And on your next road trip, you can talk about that. Yeah. You can catalog the events of your life by how bad they smelt. <laughs> what about, uh, what about like, well, we talked about mementos, memories. What about, like, souvenirs? I... Like, it has to be, I think the size is the most important thing. Or unless it's... That's what she said. Yeah. It's, it's true in multiple uh, facets of life. But You left it wide open. That's what, that's what she said. <laughs> Matt, you're, you're, we can't right. go back to that time and place in our lives when everything is that's what she said. Yeah. But I guess the significance from the trip. So let's just say you guys are a bunch of rowdy teens just finished high school. Bunch and, of hoo-hahs. Yeah. And you steal like let's say a real estate sign from up north that says Bose and Cox and you think it's funny. You're allowed, even though it's big, you're allowed to bring that back. But I mean, if, <laughs> Bose and Cox, how do you not take that? That's that's a real, like, a, it's a realty uh, office up north. No, no, it's not. 
I, I'm telling you, we. St- I mean, someone. You stole know, a sign. you know, you know. With our luck, somebody from Bows and Cox is listening to this, and they're just going to come after us with everything they Probably. got. But I mean, I heard of somebody taking a sign, <laughs> not me. Um, so, but normally you should bring a small souvenir. It's like from the place, like Quebec City. You don't need something massive from there. You need just like a little. You don't need like to bring a French person back with you. No, just no, <laughs> like a little, a little thing, just something tiny. Like unless, a like unless, a croissant. There's, unless Qua- there's unless there's significance, unless there's significance to the trip. Then you can bring something bigger. What about uh, bringing back an accent? Don't do that. Don't do that. What are you talking about, sir? I am <laughs> on the total opposite end of the souvenir thing. I, I say don't bring back souvenirs. You ha- Everyone takes photos now, and there's so much to it. And half the time when you bring back a souvenir for someone, they're like, yay, thanks for this shitty keychain oh, I don't care about, oh, and it goes to the waste. A bottle opener? Same thing. A shot glass? <laughs> How can you live without that? Thanks for bringing me home the thing you Instagrammed 16 hours ago. Exactly. Uh, what about like a tattoo? Like a group tattoo. I'll give you an example. When the, when the, uh, the cast of Lord of the Rings worked on Lord of the Rings and they were you know done with their adventures in Middle Earth, the whole cast got a tattoo together to commemorate their time in said universe i don't think you need a tattoo no don't get a tattoo just from one weekend unless it's like you know someone survived like a death scenario where you all like banded together like like you you don't need like the cabo 97 with like two maracas yeah like palm beach like 96 like tattooed on your lower back oh tramp stamp (laughs) yeah no tattoo no don't do the tattoo maybe you know if you're staying at a hotel like in the hot tub time machine, you take out the drawer and you imprint something on it. And if you ever go back, you can have that memento. Okay. Yeah. But you, no tattoo. You know, it'd be a cool tattoo if uh, you were in a band or not even a band. Like, like you just had like a group of friends mm-hmm. and you put you tattooed all four of your friends faces or however many friends you have onto the front part of you. You tattooed an entire T-shirt <laughs> on the rest of your body and then on the back. You put all the destinations you've been to like a tour. You can just get a t-shirt. Like a tour shirt. Yeah, like, you don't need to tattoo that onto your body. You can just get a t-shirt if you really want it. Yeah, but tattoos are permanent. They live forever. Yeah. I'm going to go off well, topic. until you die. Then the tattoo dies with you. I'm going to go off topic, and it, maybe it's another topic. Um, the unwritten rules of getting a tattoo, make sure it's meaningful. Well, what what is more meaningful than the bonding, coming of right or coming of age, uh, passage of rights, rights, and all that jazz road you know trip. What? Why don't we do an unwritten rule of tattoos? Because it seems like we like this topic. I don't think it's deep enough. I don't know. My dad just got a tattoo. Oh, See, awesome. I think there's a lot to talk and, about and, with and, it. And he arguably bucked a whole shit ton of trends. But <laughs> <laughs> back to back to the topic at hand. How long... Till you see the group again. You let's say you've returned home. Everybody's totally in one piece, and you know friendships have been forged with a stronger bond of the metal of a samurai sword, ten thousand folds. What? What do you? Uh, what? How long do you need? How long do you have to cool that sword off? Yeah, I don't want to see you guys like right after. As much as you guys are my friends, like after that cottage trip, I'm pretty sure two days I didn't look at my phone, and if I saw you guys message, I just slid and cleared that notification it was important well i mean you'd call me i guess if you really needed it but you're claiming that you want to ignore me i'd ignore messages from you guys but i need i need at least like 
that work week to cool down. I don't want to see you guys. I've seen you too much. Okay, good to know. Uh, that's just my thoughts. I think yeah, you need... that's an ex- a work week. That's that's extensive. Like I'm talking, you got back, let's say long weekend, and it was the Monday. I don't want to really see you till Friday. I want to just recuperate. I feel like I feel like the next time we go on a road trip, I'm going to bombard you with shit after we get back. Just to I'm going to go off the grid. I'm going to go off the grid. Burn your social insurance number. <laughs> um, well, are we talking about seeing or talking? Because that's a little different. I guess seeing each other, yeah. Okay, then, yeah, Friday's cool. I mean, if we get back on a Monday, see each other Friday. But I need about a day and a bit, even, half a day, just to not have to talk to you guys. I'm going to go with the safe, like, the four days, like, that four or five days. That's, like, the safe. Sure, I've seen you guys probably before then, but, like, safely, I'm going to say four to five days. Okay, wait. It seems like there's a pretty big spectrum here, but I think what we can all agree on is you need at least 24 hours of no physical contact. Yeah, 24 hours, no physical contact or messages. Just, I guess messages, like, let's say you forgot your sandals and, like, you know. Like, I'll come pick them up Friday. I know you need yeah. your time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can coordinate your next meeting, but you can't meet for at least 24 hours. I forgot the topical cream for that rash on the inner part of my asshole. <laughs> yeah, that, that's unnecessary. I left it in your... In your uh, you don't need to talk, talk about this on the air. We're just, I feel like we're at a place now where we can't go back. All right. Um, Wait, do we have, do we have a big rule? Do we have a big rule? What's the big unwritten rule here? I don't know. What What is the big rule? I, like the driver gets priority treatment? I think. The owner of the vehicle? The driver. What's Who's more important? Who's the most important person? I I don't know. I It's tough. It's a tough call because I can make an argument either way. I think, I think maybe, oh, I got it. The unwritten rule is every road trip needs a team captain. The person who's given the end all authority to be the tie break decision on everything. Has to be elected? Elected by the people on the road trip. No, you know what? No, 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 not elect. I think the first crack goes to the owner of the vehicle. If they volunteered, the, but what and then they can they can defer at that point. If they're not a good leader, though, what if they just have a really nice vehicle, then you propose your car. You got to suck it up if you don't what want that. Car's a piece of shit. Well, it's a piece of shit, but you get the authority. That's part of that's what comes with the territory. I, maybe the unwritten rule here is just get to where you're going and get back alive with all the people you set out with. Leave no one behind. That's the unwritten rule. Leave no one behind. I got it. The road trip is part of the trip. Again. Enjoy the road trip like you will the destination. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. There it is. Matt, what's yours? I agree with that. Okay. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy it. It's all encompassing. It's all part of it. Okay. Life's a highway. We're going to ride it all night long. Ooh. You know what, though? We need a solid playlist, though. That's, I think you got if you can get together and create a playlist everyone can get down with, so you can just, like, all just sing to... You're a lot, are you allowed singing on the road trip? Sorry, quick one. I think uh, there's got oh, to be some sort of cap. Okay. Like, Depends on the song. That's my call. If it's Bon Jovi living on a prayer, you got to belt that out. I knew we were in trouble when instrumental rap tracks started coming up and Matt was just freestyling over top of them. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Matt's, Matt likes to spit hot fire. Um, I guess that's it. Yeah. We wrapped up. 
we we're, we're done yeah i think i think we've returned back from whence we started so i really don't want to see you guys for a, for a while so tell people how they can check us out frank well, if you want to keep the conversation going, you can reach out to us on Twitter at the UR Podcast, or you can see us on Instagram. Check the handle, the Unwritten Rule Podcast. You can visit us at our website at www.ltdpotential.com. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, the Apple Podcast app, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Please feel free to leave us a review or a topic that you think you'd like to hear us discuss. And always remember, kids, rules are made to be broken but you can't break the unwritten ones.